Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Vega. And I'm J.R. Mizrak. And today, we've got a, a little bit more varied lineup. Uh, we have two unique segments that have never been done before. Um, but before those, we're going to have a little bit of news like we always do. Um, but those two segments that we're doing are something uh, we like to call underrated all-star team. So we will be breaking down um, some of the most underrated players in the NFL today. And then after that, we will um, be ranking our top 10 NBA teams that have won a championship. So much like we did with the um, with the NFL a couple times ago. Don't then, worry, don't worry, I did my research this time. Yeah, Ethan did his research. Three weeks in advance. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we'll do hot takes after that. So, let's get started right into this, uh, and let's do some news here. So, what do we got? Um, actually, I know we talked a little bit about news, but I want to bring this one up first as a proud MSU fan. In the past, what, 10 days, Michigan State has... Not only, what's that, Ethan? Don't you make any hand motions that nobody else can see. Imani Bates, the greatest high school prospect since LeBron James. Okay, okay. I, I just since heard the greatest high school prospect, and I'm like, LeBron? Anybody? <laughs> now, there is arguments that Jonathan Kaminga out of the Patrick School is a little bit better, but I'd, I'd give it to Imani Bates. Maybe because of some bias, maybe not. They also picked up Max Christie. As an MSU fan, that makes me pretty happy to pick up two five-stars. Um, going into some more broader news, we have stuff like the MLB has released their schedule, as well as the NHL releasing their playoff schedule uh, with all the round-robin and the qualifying rounds. I believe they are only to best of five. So, just a little bit different with the NHL playoffs. Um, I know the NBA is getting ready to start, I believe. Yep. What, is it end of July they start? Something like that. I know, I know I it's NHL, July 30th or 31st or something. Yeah, I know, I know the NHL is August 1st. I'm pretty sure the NBA is around there, too. Yeah. Uh, MLS has already started their yeah. MLS is back tournament, um, also playing in Orlando. And a uh, quick thing about the NBA uh, we forgot to mention this before the show, but Kawhi Leonard has not made the trip to Orlando with I've, the Clippers. They, so. they did come out with the report that there was a family issue, I'm pretty sure, or something regarding that, and that he will be arriving late Okay. with uh, uh, another Clipper player, not nearly as notable. I know Jamichael Green also did not make the trip, but he is also going to be arriving late for the Clippers. Gotcha. So... There was some concern there, but not anymore, as it appears Kawhi will still be playing with the team in the playoffs. Um, going to the NHL, I know that the first player to opt out of the playoffs is a defenseman for the Calgary Flames. I believe his name is Travis Hamanick. That's a pretty big loss for them, as they are in the 8-9 the matchup. It's a very close matchup with the team, so not having him could play a, video, a pretty big big role in what happens with the Flames and if they can make it to the Stanley Cup, obviously. Um, going into the UFC, I know we don't talk about this very much, but there's a <laughs> very, very hyped fight on Saturday, which is today, the day we were recording. Jorge Masvidal and Kamara Usman, huge fight. Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky, huge fight. And um, Peter Yan and Jose Aldo, 
huge fight, three title fights in one night. It's Fight Island. I know, as a UFC fan, I'm very excited to watch this fight tonight. Um, do you boys have any other news? Um, trying to think here. Not a whole lot. Oh, uh, I was going to bring up the... I don't know if this is like... I was going to bring up the Manchester United guy. Oh, yeah. The, the Man U fan who um, just hauled in about uh, an extra 50 grand because he um, he bet, what was it, 55,000 pounds on Liverpool winning the Premier League this year, which yes. is about $67,000. And you heard that right. It was a Man U fan betting on Liverpool. Right, but he bet correctly, and after Liverpool clinched their title, he will reap about $115,000. Um... Yeah, so that's about eh, fifty grand in profits. Not doing too terrible there for a guy who sunk part of his inheritance money into a soccer, a soccer season. And he, and he went against his club. He didn't even yeah. bet. Like so, I bet there's gonna be some Man U fans not too happy with him right now. They're not gonna be happy because they're not the ones winning the money. Yeah, exactly. let's be real here. If they were winning the money, they would not care at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of EPL, um, Norwich. Got relegated today after losing 4-0 to West Ham. Um, and in that relegation group, also it appears it will be Aston Villa and Bournemouth, Bournemouth probably. Uh, Watford is six points ahead of the bubble. So is West Ham. Yeah. yeah. Um, which then means, as those three teams get relegated, three teams will come up from the championship... So Leeds and West Bromwich are as it stands right now, yeah. Yeah, as it stands are the pretty, one and two. Pretty clear both of them are pretty yeah. Right. So those two will be um probably promoted. And then the three through six teams will be uh in a uh promotion playoff to see which one of them will be able to get into the EPL. So we're talking teams like Nottingham Forest, Fulham, Cardiff. And uh, I'm missing one. Is it? No, it's not Fulham. You already said Fulham. I said Fulham. Hold on, is it Brentford? No, no. That's, that's. I don't think it was that Brentford. Was, that was League Two, I think that we were looking at. Let me let me get this real quick. But while I'm looking this up, I want to know. I'm kind of sticking with EPL. The Golden Boot race is pretty. It's pretty. It's it's close. Jamie Vardy, I believe, 22 goals. I'm pretty sure Pierre Bomiang is at 20. Southampton, number, I don't know if he's number nine, but he's their striker. Danny Ings, I believe, is at 18 or 19 goals. I mean, there's four games left and about four goals separating the top three. Who do you boys have winning the, uh, oh, no, it is Brentford, by the way. It is it's Brentford, Brentford. They, okay. And they are in third place. All right, so. But well, golden, golden Boot, I'd say, I'd say just because he's cleared two goals, I, I'm going to give it to Jamie Vardy. I hate to say that. Why do you hate to say that? Because you're a Leicester fan. But hey, I just want to say, Everton beat Leicester 2-1. I'm just throwing that out there. And of course then you tied are. Southampton 1-1. And Liverpool. You. We tied Liverpool. That's that's a good accomplishment. No. What, uh, position, what position? Are you guys even top half the table? Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I would like to give it to Aubameyang... Um, Arsenal fan. As an Arsenal fan, I do love me some Aubameyang. But, um, yeah, I mean, not having followed it a whole lot, I think I'm going to side with Ethan here. And just, he's got the two-point lead. I mean, 
were we were already saying there's what four games left in the season. Yeah, so three or four, I'm pretty sure. Two goals. That's a, that's a decent lead. So I'm just gonna give it to Vardy. You know. All right. Uh, obviously, as a Leicester fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna third that as well. Vardy is a pure goal scorer, as I like to say. I mean, he hit a hundred. <laughs> like James Harden. <laughs> well, James Harden misses a lot more, but Jamie Vardy misses a good amount of his chances. Yes, but that's just how he plays. But yeah, Jamie Vardy's my Golden Boot winner. All right. So with that, uh, we shall head into our underrated all-star team. First time we're doing this. Um, so why don't we just go position by position, and we'll compare who each of us have at our, uh, at our respective positions. Um, uh, I'd like to start. All right, so we're going we're gonna to start with quarterback. Ethan, who is your underrated right, I, quarterback? Before I make this selection, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, okay? We'll see. We'll I feel see. like I'm gonna get a lot of hate from my quarterback too. So I feel like we could all. I'm get gonna hate. say Jared Goff. Honestly, I'm not gonna argue with that because weren't the Rams like nine and seven or eight and eight last and year? The year before Jared Goff led was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know if he's underrated per se. I would. For me, he's almost more of like draft bust ish. I would say it's almost. I almost think it's unnecessary hate. I feel like. He's he gets less hate than guys like Baker Mayfield or Mitch Trubisky, but he still gets hate that I really don't think he should be getting because one he is young he's what twenty four something like that I mean he's the same age as Carson Wentz yeah he's like he's, they came he's, the same he's draft. mid he's mid twenties and he's already led his team to a Super Bowl how much uh, of that was really him though the quarterback will always good, get some credit a, he had a good year that year yeah he had a good year yeah all right no, I would I would. I'll give that say, to you. I don't know if I'd say underrated, but I, I at least understand your case. Yeah. All right, who you got, JR? This one might be a little bit shocking. I've got Derek Carr. I now, like that a lot, actually. Now, I, I didn't realize this. I thought I was looking at two years prior stats when I looked at the stats, but Derek Carr was a top 10 quarterback in both passing yards and passing touchdowns. Don't quote me on that. That's, that's what I remember, but I'm pretty sure he was top 10 in both. And I'm pretty sure he was maybe top five, top six in passing yards. And let's be real here. Who are his wide receivers? Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot there. I mean, and he's, I, I mean the Raiders were kind of, I don't want to say a joke. They're, they were better than what they were, but they still didn't make the playoffs. Right. And I'm pretty sure they were in the case of needing some crazy situation like there always is with one team right. to make the playoffs. But Derek Carr, I don't really see many people giving him love, and I've honestly been giving him love since the day he was drafted out of Fresno State, and everyone hates on me, but I really don't think he's that bad. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the best group of pass catchers. I mean, yeah, sure, he's got Darren Waller. Um, but before last season, people were like, Derek, you know, Darren Waller, what a joke. And I mean, they've got, you've got guys like Tyrell Williams and Hunter and, Renfro, yeah. and they drafted Henry Ruggs. They got Jason Witten. Well, That's now true. they That's do, true. but they didn't last well, I'm year. Saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I still don't see a. I don't see a star there. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah, for me, I, I don't think I should get too much hate for this, but I went Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a guy. I was shocked to learn that he only had one Pro Bowl appearance. I thought, I personally think he's a lot better than that, and a lot of people are like, oh, he was first overall in 2009 or whatever and they expect a lot more from him and i'm like 
Part of it is, throughout most of his career, his only threat on the perimeter was Megatron. You know? He had Calvin Johnson, and that was about it. And now you kind of see their wide receiving core is getting up there with Galladay and Jones, and his numbers are going up as well. So right. I mean, I'll give that to you. And to be fair, last season, yeah, they the Lions didn't do well, but he had a back injury like mid-season, and they were still giving teams a run for their money. Yeah, yeah. their offense is still decently productive and despite that- the fact that they don't win that many games. Yeah. And they also drafted DeAndre Swift, so that just makes, makes the running game a little bit. That actually carries into my next guy. <laughs> so I got another lion for you at one of my running back positions, and that's Karrion Johnson. I which, like that. I like that. Because Karrion Johnson is a legitimate top half of the league starting running back. But they draft DeAndre Swift, and everyone's like, oh, this is... Swift's team, he's going to go take snaps from Karrion Johnson. And I'm like, no, this guy is good. He was injured a lot of last season, which didn't help Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, it didn't help the Lions or Stafford's case. But um, it's one of those things where I'm like, this guy was pretty nice in uh, in his freshman year, you know? His first year in the league, he played reasonably good ball. So I don't... See why everyone's giving him a whole lot of hate there, you know? Who's your other running back? My other running back. This one was harder for me to justify, but I went with Ronald Jones out of Tampa. That's fair. I mean... Well, he's going to have a lot more help now that, obviously, the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, he's... He also doesn't have a crowded backfield. He's sharing it with... Oh, what's his name? I forget. Um, he's sharing it with a really almost unknown guy. He doesn't have Peyton Barber back there competing for snaps. It's, it's, it's Ronald Jones's backfield, you know? Yeah. So perhaps we can see a little bit more production out of him this year. All right, for me. Who do you have? <laughs> so my, my my one guy, I went with a guy that like is starting to get a little more attention, but I went with Kenyon Drake. I feel like he's still a little underrated. Yeah. I don't know. I Honestly, even as a Cardinals fan, I don't know if he's underrated. I mean, I think he gets enough attention at least, and maybe that's because I look into him a little more that I give him as much attention as I think he deserves. I don't really know about everybody else. No, I was I, I was kind of thinking along the same lines. I feel like that breakout season he had last year kind of justified him a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I still think he did. I think if he can keep up what he did, he'll he will deserve more praise. And if he doesn't get it, then I consider him underrated. Well, the reason yeah. I considered him was because David Johnson was still there last year. Right, but I Johnson he, was injured yeah, a lot know, of the time. I know, but. but I mean, in the Dolphin, when he was with the Dolphins, no one really cared about him a whole lot. Yeah. So I'll give that to you. Who's and your other guy? My other guy. If you say Benny Snell, I'm going to scream. <laughs> no. Okay, the only thing I like about Benny Snell is he's got that little windmill mouth guard thing, and it looks pretty sick. So. Yeah. No, I was going to say, this guy's always put up really good numbers, but doesn't really get a lot of attention, and he's been hurt the past couple years. I want Joe Mixon. Okay. Honestly, I would agree with that. I didn't put him on my team, but Joe Mixon was definitely a guy that I had. I feel I, like he I always puts at. up he always puts up decent numbers, but like he, yeah. he's always like kind of hurt in it. And he's also with the Bengals. Yeah, you look at their O line, it's not it's not a stellar O line. I'm pretty sure he's put up a thousand yards the last couple seasons yeah. he's been in the league. My thing with him is that I feel like at times he has gotten the hype he's deserved and then hasn't lived up to it. I kind of would agree actually, yeah. Now that I That's kinda how there, I feel with there Goff, have, too. There have know? been some times where he goes off and people are like Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. And then, and then he, he like, I'm saying like, in terms of last year. 
I know. I mean, but, but even last year, I yeah. think there was like an early period where he had like back to back like 150 yard or something like that, where he had some insanely good games right off the start, and in the middle of the season, he still performed well, but didn't perform as well as he was. Yeah, and part of that is probably injuries, but yeah. All right, who do you have, Jr.? All right, I got two guys that are kind of. I say underrated simply because they have crowded backfields. I went with my first one is David Montgomery. That's the Bears running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only yeah. said him. I think I think if he had the backfield to himself rather than splitting snaps, with not Tariq exactly Cohen, carries, yeah. but snaps with Tariq Cohen and his uh, catching ability, I think David Montgomery would be – I mean, he had a pretty solid – was he a rookie, rookie year. last year? Yeah. yeah, he had a pretty solid rookie year, and he was splitting snaps with Tariq Cohen – I mean, I'm pretty sure he was he was pretty high when it came to yardage for a guy who splits about half the carries with another guy. And then my second guy was a guy that actually split carries with two other guys. And it would have been three if everybody didn't get injured. But I went with Raheem Mostert, who I just I forgot. Oh, he probably should have put it. Yeah. He did request a trade. Now, or I don't know if he actually requested a trade, but there's rumors that he might request a trade. Yeah. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he was the reason that they won one of their playoff games because didn't he have like an 100 and some yard game? I think it was against like the Vikings. Two or three touchdowns. I think it might have been against the Vikings. Are you talking playoffs Play- or regular season? There or maybe it wasn't even the playoffs, but I know there was a game where he just absolutely went off. I think it was Packers actually. Oh, I yeah, think it was right, NFC right. Championship. Yeah, they did yeah. when they destroyed the Packers. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he had two or three touchdowns. He had over 100 and some yards. Ethan, you have the stat line? No. I thought you were looking it no, up. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm very excited to share my wide receivers. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll wrap that up. I mean, yeah. I just think crowded backfields. I will say my one thing with Mostert is I feel like he's been kind of off and on. You know, there are times when, yeah, he comes out and he'll have these massive 100-yard games. But then part of this was him splitting the, the carries with Matt Breida. But and Tevin Coleman. And That's Tevin the only Coleman. problem is he's, you know, the third-string guy. But I feel like one game he'd put up 100 yards, and then the next game he wouldn't do anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was too inconsistent for me to really have him be underrated. To me, I really just want to see what he does if he does get his trade request where he doesn't have to split carries. Because, I mean, there were some games he was getting carries and not putting up yards, but there were also some games where he would get, like, three carries a game. And, of course, you don't really put up yards on three carries a game unless you're just having, like, three lucky carries where you <laughs> break out for, like, 40-yard touchdowns. Exactly, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right, Ethan. Who are your wide receivers that you are so excited about? Well, one of them is Devontae Parker. The okay. Wide receiver. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if he's underrated. I feel like he kind of broke out last year, and I think a lot of people gave him the hype he deserves. Yeah. Or I mean, we'll see talking, what he does with Tua. I mean, but... at least talking amongst people. I don't. I, I don't really pay attention to the media when it comes to football, but like talking to people, I think Devonte Parker actually gets the hype he deserves after last season. He's if not we were, a big name. Not really, but like I still think people recognize the fact that he had eleven hundred yards. Res- which that actually it's not bad. Um, I also said John Brown, Buffalo wide receiver. I also think that's very fair. I think he had a pretty good season under Josh Allen last year. And also, I said some, uh, this one. I think this guy's like getting the hype he deserves now. But I said oh, Cortland yeah. Sutton. Yeah, I don't think Cortland Sutton. It well, it depends. You could make a case for it. I think 
if you're being truly honest, you'll see the amount of potential he has. And I, I personally think he will be a star wide receiver in this league well, for years to come. Wide receiving core now. It's, yeah, I'd, it's pretty nice. I'd say Cortland Sutton is slightly underrated. I, I think, think there are certain people who do. I underrate think when him. you come to talent wise, he's a little or he's not underrated when you look at him talent wise. But I think a lot of people sell him short based on that potential factor. You said. Right. I mean, I was pretty high on him watching him come out of SMU. What two, two, three years ago? Yeah, I think it might have been two. But I mean, I'd, I'd give Cortland Sutton to you, Ethan. Yeah. Please don't look at my picks. I know you were judging me before the episode of my picks. <laughs> All right, who do you have at wide receiver? Okay, now a lot of my guys are actually guys that have to split carries, or not carries, but split snaps. I picked Michael Gallup as my number one wide receiver. I think, I mean, he had Amari Cooper, who... And Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb. <laughs> you told me Randall Cobb wasn't there last year. Yeah, he was. I thought he was. He he just signed with the Texans from the Cowboys. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. But I mean, Michael Gallup. I looked at his stats. He was an a thousand yard receiver behind Amari Cooper. Mm. And let's be real here. When you have two a thousand yard receivers and a guy like Michael Gallup, I don't. I really don't think Michael Gallup, especially now with C.D. Lamb there, will get the hype he deserves. Yeah. I mean, now it depends on how C.D. Lamb plays but yeah and how mike mccarthy chooses to use him that's true another guy that i uh, i have kind of based on a guy who outshadows him is i have calvin ridley i think he's a i don't i don't necessarily think he's i'm kind of contradicting myself i don't think he's necessarily underrated i don't think more outshadowed i think I think without Julio Jones there, Calvin Ridley could put up insane, not insane numbers, but even better numbers than what he is right now. I was going to say, he already does put up pretty nice numbers. Yeah, I I guess I wouldn't say he's underrated. Yeah, I feel like he gets the hype for it, you know? I just feel like he's, I don't even know the word, just kind of like outshadowed by the fact that you have an all-time great Julio Jones and your wide receiver one. I don't know, I don't really see him as underrated per se. My number three guy... Ethan, you probably hate him because he caught a national championship winning pass for Clemson. I have Hunter oh, Renfro. I was going to say, God. do you have Hunter Renfro? Oh. I would agree he, with that, actually. I was, like that pick. He kind of compliments my boy Derek Carr at quarterback. I think Hunter Renfro came out of college with huge hype after his touchdown winning or his national championship winning touchdown. I don't know. I think but it's the I, other way around, honestly. I don't think, you know, I don't think he had a whole lot of... He was like a fourth-round no, pick or I something. I mean, he came... like he, he was a guy that had a lot of hype in him in college because he caught that touchdown pass, right. and he was a solid receiver at Clemson, and then he just kind of went unheard of at the draft. Right. And now, last season at least, he played pretty well for a Raiders team that... Some would argue don't have a good quarterback. Obviously, I'm arguing that he is good, but I, I would I also think I think that. Hunter Renfro is a very underrated player. Sorry, Ethan, that might hurt, but that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, and to your point on Hunter Renfro, I mean, I feel like he almost had that like David Tyree kind of hype around him with the helmet catch. Yeah, you know where. That's like the only thing he gets recognition for. But yeah, I would agree. Renfro is definitely, he's a bona fide wide receiver who is a lot more than just, oh, I'm going to catch a touchdown in the back of the end zone and seal a championship, you know? Yeah. 
Um, all right, this is who I have at wide receiver. I actually have a different Dolphin in Preston Williams. Now, kind of debatable. I mean, he's not a household name, but I feel like he has gotten some recognition. I mean, he was an undrafted rookie free agent, and he went out and put up pretty nice numbers. Um, I my, agree with you on that one. My, yeah. my second guy is another um, rookie from last year in Deontay Johnson, um, which... I mean, this one I had to struggle with a little bit myself because he's gotten, I think a lot of people see the potential in him, but he didn't put up great numbers last year, but it was also his rookie season. So And also he was not really getting yeah. throws. Well, I mean, right. I, I think the problem with the Steelers wide receiver core in its whole is they don't really they have so much depth, especially now adding Chase Claypool through the draft. Right. You have Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. They're all going to be trying to get, like, they're going to be trying to get receptions, and it's kind of hard when you have four guys that all need generally the same amount of receptions per season to put up insane numbers. But right. I think like what you said with his potential, if he was to get as much receptions as he might. Like, as he should, I think he could definitely put up some pretty good numbers. Yeah, well, and also to Ethan's point about the quarterback situation, he's got Big Ben back this year. And apparently know. better than ever. Right, as opposed to Mason Doug Rudolph. Hodges and Mason Rudolph, yeah. Um, Don't talk, I know you're high on both of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not high on Mason Rudolph. You're still high on Duck Hodge. I just, I can't with him. Anyway, <laughs> my third wide receiver... Kind of tall for a slot receiver, but I have Adam Humphreys, who I was like an that. absolute stud for Tampa two years ago. But then he got used in, once he, he signed with the Titans, he was used primarily as a third down, we need two yards, just zip it to him. Which I think really undercuts his potential. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw what he was in Tampa. So, I don't know, if he gets a larger role, he could... Be a breakout kind of guy. Alright. Tight end? Tight end. This one, I, I kind of like... Well, I think y'all know who I'm going to say based on the amount of hype I've placed on him. But. I think I know who you're saying. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You but, just want to go? Sure. The guy I'm hyping up is Blake Jarwin. Uh, which, is yes. that who you were thinking I was of, Jarwin? I was thinking either him or Johnny Smith. I was thinking between the two of them. I was not, I was not going really? Johnny Smith. Although, I do like Johnny Smith, but... I know you put... Didn't you put Blake Jarwin somewhere in one of your articles? I did, yeah. yeah. He was my... The guy I picked as a breakout player for the Cowboys. And I think this is going to be the first year that he actually gets a breath of fresh air to start. He's not sitting behind James Hanna or Jason, Jason Witten... Or any of those other guys. This is his show. And you have Dak Prescott coming off of a career year. Well, he hasn't signed a contract yet. Oh, he could hold out. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but after the new collective bargaining agreement, it really doesn't make sense for players to hold out. That's true. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, as long... Even if he has Andy Dalton... That's at, fair. At I didn't forget about Andy Dalton. Who also, you really want to talk about underrated? Andy Dalton is underrated. I would, I would give you that for sure. Because now he's got a, an actual O line as opposed to whatever he had with, with the Bengals. Yeah, and actual receiving. Well, I would say AJ Green. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, those guys. But John Ross. 
I would rather have the Cowboys over. Yeah, I would rather have Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, those guys. And throw Blake Jarwin into the mix. I think that's a pretty solid team there. Yeah, for me, I went with the guy that's kind of been around the league for a while, but I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. I went with Jared Cook. I think he gets the recognition he deserves. I think he's kind of flopped in the past couple of years. He's pretty old, too. He's, what, he's, he's mid-30s? I don't know. I actually, in my in my fantasy episode, well, in our fantasy episode that we're doing later today, I actually had him as a guy you want to stay away from, I think. Maybe I did. I don't know. But yeah, he's 33. He's getting up there in age, and tight ends usually aren't that. Well, I mean, you saw how he did in New Orleans last year. He got injured and didn't do a whole lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, he was the Darren Waller before Darren Waller, but yeah, I don't know. I think he kind of gets the press he deserves. I went with a guy who, there may be some Penn State bias, but I went Mike Gesicki with the Dolphins. I was wondering. I, I watched him at Penn State a good bit, obviously, with us being from Pennsylvania. Penn State is... At least in my family, even though we're not all really Penn State fans, <laughs> especially me, we watch Penn State just because of home state. And Mike Kosicki is a pretty good player. Now, I know we're talking NFL, but Pat Fryermuth for Penn State, it, when he comes into the league, that kid's going to be insane. I think he's better than Kosicki, but I still think Kosicki is a solid, he's a solid almost deep threat tight end. I think he, he caught a lot of deep balls, he caught a lot of jump balls, thrown by Trace McSorley back at Penn State, and I think with Tua there now, and I mean, yeah. Tua's used to having some pretty good jump ball receivers. <laughs> I think that could that could be a pretty good combination. Could be, yeah. yeah. One guy that none of us brought up, well, actually kind of two guys. Depends on which one of them gets the start this year. But the two guys I'm thinking about are, I, I mean, I know I already said Blake Jarwin, but as I'm thinking about it, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby for the Rams oh, are both super underrated, but have a ton of potential. That's gonna be an interesting tight end battle. I'm very right. excited to see how that, who gets the start. And they're there. they're both similar age too, aren't they? I don't know, but both of them have had like flashes when the Rams run that kind of tight end screen game. Yeah. But and I mean, now that you lose Brandon Cooks on the outside, suppose you move Cooper Cup to the outside. I mean, I do love me some Cooper Cup. I I love him so much. But um, that leaves the middle open for a guy like Everett or um, or Higby to go and slip coverage. So, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like the Steelers might have an interesting tight end battle too between yeah. Vance McDonald and, and Eric Ebron. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna get the start there. Yeah. I think you just wanted to bring up your steel. No, no, I'm I'm not being no. I mean, no, I I agree with you. There's a there's a tight end battle, but yeah, I don't think it's as interesting as Higby and Everett. Yeah, I think think Ebron's probably gonna get the start just because of how he plays. I don't know about Ebron because we saw how he was with like Andrew Luck, but then last year he went straight down the toilet when he didn't have Andrew Luck throwing to him. So maybe he can get some chemistry going with Big Ben, but I'm not sold on Ebron. All right. O-line. O-line. I feel like just as a preface, O-linemen are underrated to begin with. I mean... Unless your name is like Quentin Nelson or... Or... Zach Martin or... Tyrone Smith. Tyrone Smith or Brandon Brooks or, or Lane Laramie Tunsil. Like, I, I, there are some like household O-linemen names, but for but the most of part, them... I mean, you've heard the saying, 
you, no one notices the O lineman unless they're not doing their job, you know. So and you guys, you see the quarterbacks who go out and buy stuff for their O lineman. I've seen plenty Carson of Wentz buys shotguns for his O lineman. <laughs> I mean, I've seen plenty of quarterbacks buy like Christmas gifts for their O lineman oh, yeah. simply because they're the ones that are technically. I mean, they're the they're the reason why the quarterback has time. They're the reason why the quarterback isn't throwing passes yeah. from his back. So, all right. I I'll, guess you want to go, Ethan? Yes, sir. So. Um, Who are your five O-linemen? Mitchell Schwartz, Kansas City. I think he's kind of got the hype he deserves, honestly. I don't know. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> Ryan Ramchek out of New Orleans. I, I feel like he's gotten the press he's, he deserves. Yeah. I feel like uh, I would All my other guys mind. probably got the Joe Thune out of New England. He's one of my guys. I think he's a he's little kinda underrated. He's kind of underrated, yeah. I went with Kevin Zeitler out of New York, the Giants. I don't think he's under... I don't think... He's over. I don't know. I would agree with I that. I think, yeah, I think he's slightly And I also with as Mitch well. Morse out of Buffalo. I think he's, he's kind of gotten the press he's deserved. I also don't think he's honestly that great. To really? Be, I mean, no, I, I think he's a good player, but, like, I don't I, I don't think he's that guy that you should be knowing about as an offensive lineman on it. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and not paying attention to the team, but. All right, I'll be back. I have to do something real quick. All right. Um. I mean, Ethan brought up Buffalo. I got a guy who used to play in Buffalo in Richie Incognito. I I think you mentioned them with the Raiders' outlook for the roster. I might have. And I would agree with you. He's a pretty solid alignment. I mean, four-time Pro Bowler, you know? But doesn't get a whole lot of press. Um, and, I mean, last year was his first year with the Raiders, so we'll see what he does. I also have um, my other guard, Tri Turner, has... What, like the past five years been in the Pro Bowl, but nobody knows his name. That's, I think, besides Madden players, because I know him because I trade for him in Madden all the time. Right. But that's where you get the underrated stuff is you see the people, you know, the people that like actually pay attention to talent. But I would agree with you, Tri-Turn is a solid O-line. I literally, not get much press at all. when I heard about the Russell Okung trade for Tri-Turner, I was like, who is this guy Tri-Turner? Like, I had not even heard of this guy. And then I'm like, wait, he's a, a five-time Pro Bowler yeah, or whatever? Solid. He's yeah. solid. Um, and then at tackles, I have Brian Balaga um, That's and fair. Jack Conklin. That's also fair. And then my center, I have Garrett Bradbury, who was a rookie last year for the Vikings. Yeah, I um, give that. Yeah, solid guy. Um, all right, who do you have, JR? All right, my guys are off of, like, they were guys that, like, weren't big Big, but I, I went off of like passer rating and like their grades. Okay. The first cool. three I'm not really gonna explain. One was Joe Thune, Ethan Haddam. I think he's slightly underrated at the Patriots. Yeah. I had the Buccaneers. I believe I don't actually know what position he plays, but uh Ryan Jensen. He was a <laughs> solid guy when I looked at him with his passer his pass rating and his run rating. I just think, you know, I mean, Ethan, do you know who Ryan Jensen is? No. Todd, do you know who no, Ryan Jensen is? No, I don't. And to be 100% fair, I didn't know who Ryan Jensen was until I looked at it, like looked at his stats. Uh, the third guy that I really don't think I have to explain is J.C. Treader. I'm pretty sure he's a center for the Browns. Center for the Browns. Also I president think, of the NFLPA. But I did not know that. He's the th- president of the I Players think, Association. I think, I think he's solid. And again, I don't really think that anybody who's just going to watch football to watch football knows J.C. Treader's name. Unless you're a Browns fan, maybe. Or unless you follow the Players Association. Yeah, that's fair. Now, the two guys that I think, I don't know, need a little bit more explaining. 
I have Ronnie Stanley. I think he is a top yeah. two tackle in the league. Yeah. And although he gets hype for being a good tackle, I think he needs more hype than what he already has. Yeah. And I hate that because he's a Raven, and I am not a big fan of the Ravens. But Ronnie Stanley is solid. And my last guy, I actually went with Roger Saffold of the okay. Titans. Okay, I'll now, give I you that. I, I knew his name, again, based on Madden stuff. <laughs> but... I believe the stat line was that the first four games he allowed six sacks. Terrible, right? He didn't allow a sack for the rest of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was, what was it? He played for the Saints and then went to the Rams, and this is his first year with the Titans, I think. Something like that, something like that. Yeah. All right, so that closes out offense. Now we got defense. So why don't we do ends first? I got it. All right, who do you have? So I've got my first guy. I feel like he used to get press, but he doesn't anymore. But I think he's still very good. Mel- I went with Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram is in the linebacker for the Chargers. He's not a linebacker. I consider him he's a linebacker. He's a DN. He's listed I, I as a DN. Really? I'm pretty sure. Never mind. I'm not going to bring up that small. Never mind. What? I was going to bring up Bud Dupree. He's filing a grievance against the Steelers because they won't list him as a DN because if he franchise tags as a linebacker, he makes $15 million. If he franchise tags as a DN, he makes seventeen. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I also went with Frank Clark out of Kansas City. I don't think he's I don't agree with either of those. I think Frank Clark almost... I wouldn't say overrated, but I think he deserves about as much hype I as think he gets. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, when he came over to the Chiefs from the Seahawks, everyone was like, whoa, they got Frank Clark, you know? And my thing with Ingram, Ingram has been a pro bowler for the past three years running. Yeah, he's a solid I edge think, rusher. Edge yeah, rusher. when people think rusher. of the edge in, in, um, in L.A. with the Chargers... Yeah, you think Joey Bosa, but I think there's definitely a group of people that think Melvin Ingram too. But I think Melvin Ingram, of your two, is probably the more credible, underrated guy as opposed yeah. to Frank Clark. Yeah. Um, right. I actually, when you started out with Melvin Ingram, uh, the way you hyped him up, I thought you were going to take this guy. I was saying Jason Pierpaul. I think that's fair, especially with the fact that you know he's got that huge glove, so he doesn't have... Doesn't he have the glove on his hand from the firework accident? So I, he doesn't. Have, I guess, yeah. He doesn't have like that mobility, and he's still. But he can still. I mean, you've seen guys with clubs for well, arms yeah. go and take out quarterbacks. But like that's even more impressive when you don't have the hand to maneuver around, and you're still as forceful as Jason Pierre-Paul is. Right, and he's still putting up good numbers despite only having two Pro Bowl appearances back from I believe his Giants days. So and he was solid at the Giants. Right. Um, and my other guy is Trey Flowers for the Lions. Former uh, Patriot, doesn't get a whole lot of press, but he can be a scary guy coming off the edge for the Lions defensive front. For me, Trey Flowers, this isn't exactly not saying he's underrated. I think he doesn't get as much hype for how he plays. However, I think he's a little overpaid. I saw his contract the other day, and it's a little bit big. Really? And there's a pretty significant cap hit with it. So, again... Overrated Madden. from a, uh, a contract yes, standpoint. Yes, Okay. Who do you have as your two ends? All right, this one's a little debatable. I went with Carlos Dunlap of the Bengal. He's the Bengal, right? I don't know. I, 
He was a Bengal. He was a Bengal at one point. Where is he now? I don't know. That's a good I'm question. Sure. As we all look it up. Wait, isn't he still a Bengal? I, he might be. Another Bengal. Geno Atkins. No, not yeah. Yeah, yeah. Geno Atkins. Yeah, he's a he's okay. Bengal. Yeah, that that doesn't discredit my argument. My argument was that I feel like Geno Atkins gets a lot of press because he's Geno Atkins because he's yeah. Geno Atkins and he deservedly gets the press but Carlos Dunlap is also a kind of, he's kind of a force when it comes to the defensive end position now Geno Atkins is a D tackle so not exactly the same position but right but he's still, still on that D line gets a I lot of press I think Carlos Dunlap's a solid D end I'd have him on my team any day unless you got like Joey and Nick Bosa lining up <laughs> so I mean I'll, I'll give I think he deserves a little more credit my other guy I put him on my top team of last year, or this past year. I went with Max Crosby of the Raiders. I know that's my third Raider. He's a D-tackle. I thought Isn't he was a D-end. I, I thought he was a tackle for some reason. He might play 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, or whatever it is. He might play D-tackle when there's three offensive lines. Someone look it up. <laughs> I got it. But I think, I think Max Crosby is... Honestly, a top tier D end, especially as a rookie. Now, I agree. Granted, he's he needs to be consistent. He needs to be consistent. Right. But I think, after judging off of last season and last season only, I gave him hype, like I said with Kenyon Drake. But this one, I know for a fact, was not hyped up in the media. And I know that not many Part people. Part of it was he was name. what a third, fourth round pick. Yeah. That no one really saw coming, and then he just exploded last year. So. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, speaking of D-tackles, who do you have, Ethan? This kid just wants to go first all the time. Yup, I would agree. I've got Brady Garrett out of Atlanta. Hey, that's who my first D-tackle was. <laughs> and I also have Kenny Clark out of Green Bay. No, I think Kenny Clark... Uh, now, eh. I don't know. I think Kenny Clark is very good, and I think he gets the hype he deserves. I don't know. Maybe slightly underrated, I but think I, wouldn't he's call underrated. Him, I wouldn't call him... Like, underrated, underrated. I feel like he's not your household name D-tackle like Aaron Donald. You yeah, know? yeah, I would say that. I would agree. All right. Who do you have, JR? Um, well, obviously, I said I, are, I also have Grady Jarrett. This pick is probably my most out-there pick <laughs> of my whole team. Wait till you get to my cornerbacks. Just um, <laughs> I went with Dwayne Smoot. Who? Yes. <laughs> That was the point. He is a rookie D-tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had seven sacks as a D-tackle in his rookie season. Okay. And I can't remember the exact number of quarterback pressures, but again, he had a solid uh, number of quarterback pressures. And that was my reaction when I saw his stats. Who? Okay, I'll like, give you that. I think I, I think, think that justifies him being underrated. If we're all like, who? Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely agree. But that's 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 a definitely underrated. If they're putting up seven sacks to D tackle, yeah. you go, who's that? All right, I'm gonna go with a couple of old vets here. Part of this is a little bit of my Vikings bias. Before you go, Sam. Linval Joseph. Oh, no, he's underrated. He definitely yeah, he doesn't is. get the press he deserves as yeah. as a nose tackle. I think he's he's like one of those Calais Campbell type guys, you know, the the old vet that knows what he's doing in the middle, but he doesn't get nearly the same press as Calais. Yeah. Uh, and my other guy is Don Terry Poe. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because he's not the Kansas City Chiefs jump past Don Terry Poe from like yeah. eight years ago, but yeah. at the same time, like he's still Don Terry Poe. Yeah. 
I think people forget that he's still in the league, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, linebackers. Since we're running a 4-3 scheme in ours, all right. what three linebackers do you have, Ethan? This one, I feel like, I don't know. Now that I'm reading this back, I feel like this guy maybe gets the press he deserves, but I want Jalen Smith out of Dallas. Honestly, I think there are people that would make a case that he's overrated. Really? I wouldn't personally because I watched him at Notre Dame before he had a terrible knee injury in the Ohio State Bowl game. But I honestly think Jalen Smith gets the press he deserves. He's a solid coverage linebacker, and he's fast as ever. This guy also gets I, – I messed this up. Just, I, who do you have? I, I put Shaq Thompson. Who? The Panthers linebacker, right? Well, you said who, so there we go. Yeah, I – I know quite a few Shaqs in the NFL. I'm thinking Shaq Barrett, Shaq Lawson, but never heard of Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson was on my Madden mobile team, so. <laughs> and I got a guy out of Buffalo. I got Tremaine Edmonds. He was a pro bowler last year. I think he gets the hype he deserves. But specifically well, because you he's know a rookie. What? I think he's kind of similar to Cortland Sutton. I think people give him the talent hype he deserves. I think Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds... Mm-hmm. Terrell Edmonds is the stealer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Tremaine Edmonds, though. I think he gets the hype talent-wise. I don't know if he gets the hype potential-wise. I think he's a very solid linebacker who can become somebody yeah. in the NFL. I think I will give it to you, though, because he's one of those guys that when you think star linebacker, pro bowl linebacker, he's not the first guy that comes to your mind, you know? So I'll give that one to you. Who are your three, JR? All right. One of mine is very questionable for Uh-oh. hype. I'm just going to go with him right off the bat. I went with the Packers linebacker, Blake Martinez. He's I actually think... the Giants now. but That's right, former Packer. But I'm going off his Packers I'll stats. Give, I'll give you I Blake think, Martinez. I think people people know Blake Martinez a good bit. But he was second in tackles, maybe third last season. And was I'm he? pretty sure he's been a top 10 tackler for the last couple seasons. Yeah, as a middle linebacker yeah. too. Um, my other linebacker, I went with Roquan Smith of the Bears. I think he gets outshadowed a good bit because of Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. But I think, now he is decently young out of Georgia, I believe a second or third year player. But I think he's a very solid linebacker to have with Khalil Mack on the other, you know, as another linebacker. And then my last guy is Demario Davis. I'll think, give you that. I'm, I, I looked up his stats. He had 111 tackles. Oh, I know how good Demario Davis is. Made the first team all pro this past year. Yeah. Had a pick. He's 30. I mean, no offense to people that are 30, but when you're a middle linebacker, you tend to start losing your talent at 30, not making your first first team all Unless pro. You're Ray Lewis. Who's just a freak, but... <laughs> well, he's a generational talent. He's an exception. Yeah, but... No, I'll, I'll give you DeMario Davis. Definitely not a household name unless you're a Saints fan. Um, I feel like, at least on my linebacker core, this could be a really solid, like, middle three. I've got Marcus Golden, who you might know as a Cardinals fan. Yes, yeah, I do know But who he is. I believe he's currently a free agent. Yeah, uh, played think. with the the Giants last year. Doesn't get a whole lot of hype. I actually considered but, him for my team when I was looking at underrated players. Yeah, he's definitely good talent. Um, I got Joe Scobert, formerly the Browns, now of the Jaguars. I think he's got like three Pro Bowl appearances. But he's a solid player. Not a whole lot of people know his name. 
Um, and then my, my third guy is Dre Greenlaw. Was a rookie last year for the 49ers. I think with as, as hyped up as that 49ers defense was, Dre Greenlaw was probably the most impactful yet underrated player on that defense. I would agree. He I was one of those... He's like one of those rotation players in the NBA, you know? Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's get into the secondary here. You want right. to just do secondary in one full sweep? Sure. Um, for me, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to have to explain my one guy because I basically did this because a really star corner went to this team and now this guy's going to get is overshadowed. I want the Xavier Howard now that Byron Jones is there. I think Xavier Howard has gotten the hype he deserves. I feel like if he was you, literally the top paid corner in the league last year. I think if you're an if you're an NFL fan, you know Xavier Howard and you know he's a solid player. Now, you know he's I, one of the I best corners say, in the league. If you're one of those random people that just like to watch football, just to like watch football, and you don't really follow the NFL, you might you don't know. know you him. might not know, him. But, but you but might not you, know um, Byron Jones. Yeah, either, that's also so. true. Um, then my other guy I went with is Kyle Fuller out of Chicago. Uh, I'll give you I'd that. I'd say a little bit underrated. I think he's solid. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Kendall Fuller's brother, maybe. Plays for the... Er, he's a Redskin now. Now a Redskin, yes. Yeah. But no, I, I'd give you that. One of my safeties are Trey Boston out of Carolina. I think he's a very solid safety. Yeah. And Justin Simmons out of Denver. I'll Again, give you those. Yeah. Very solid safety. Yeah. Who you got, Jr.? All right, my safeties are kind of. Or no, I'll start with cornerbacks. Uh, my starting, my my first cornerback was J.C. Jackson of the Patriots. I think because Stephon Gilmore again, a lot of my guys are guys that are outshadowed by star players on their team at that also position. The McCordys too. But. Yeah, I think J.C. Jackson is a very solid cornerback two or three that. Doesn't exactly get the hype that I think he would have if he was on another team with not such great safety and cornerback depth. My other guy, I went Quan Williams of the 49ers. I Did just he think even start last year? Not until halfway through the season, I don't think. But I think he, I'm pretty sure he had a very good season when it comes to uh, whatever he played. Because the guys I remember when I think about um, that secondary are like. Jaquaski Tart and um, and Jimmy Ward and those guys. Yeah, he started fifteen games for him. Oh, really? Two huh. picks. Interesting. Fifty-one tackles. I think he's just a solid guy. Uh, I remember him from the the playoffs more than the regular season for the Niners. Yeah. But I think he's a solid guy. My safeties. I went with one of your Vikings, Anthony Harris. He had. Six picks he last year. He was an all-pro last year, wasn't he? I don't... Or no, pro bowler. Maybe. Yeah, the golden yeah. ticket in Madden. That means nothing. They give golden tickets to random people. They Trey Edmonds has a gold ticket. Not Tremaine. Not, not Terrell Edmonds. Not Tremaine Edmonds. Trey Edmonds. No offense, Trey Edmonds. Isn't Trey Edmonds He's Tremaine a fullback. Edmonds? Oh. He's a, he's a third brother of the twins. Yeah, exactly. You didn't even realize who he is. It, it's like... Yeah. And then my other guy was Justin Reed of the Texans. It's like the holidays of the NBA. <laughs> That's very true. Or the Watts. Yeah, but the Watts are different enough that they get That's their true. own. That's true. Their they're own they're own all press. star guys who've. Derek Watts is not Derek. a star. Okay. But everyone knows him because he's a fullback. Well, yeah. But he also has two brothers who are Studs. top defensive players yeah. in the league. 
All right, that that's my defense right there. Who was your other safety besides Justin Reed and Anthony Harris? My two. Okay. I don't think they're necessarily great players, just undervalued a little bit, underrated. Yeah. My corners might be the shakiest of my entire team. I'm going Desmond Trufant and Trey Waynes. Okay. I respect Trey Waynes. I think Desmond Trufant's a little bit of a stretch, but not necessarily a big one. Yeah. Um, and then my safeties, I'm going Micah Hyde, who hasn't gotten a whole lot of love, at least on a Pro Bowl level. Pretty sure he's never been to a Pro Bowl. He's a very solid player. I'll give he you is that. a solid I, safety. I don't know anything about his coverage when it comes to like media or how people view him. I view him as a pretty right. good player, though. Agreed. Uh, and then Antoine Bethea, who's on his way out, but he has put together a pretty solid career for himself. Uh, it's interesting, Ethan, when you were talking about Xavier Howard being uh, a corner that they just brought over a new guy, I thought you were going to talk about Ronald Darby out of the Eagles. Because they just brought over Darius Slay, and Ronald Darby doesn't get a whole lot of press. Ronald Darby was well, he was a top three cornerback in the league. What three? He was a very good know. cornerback before the Eagles brought him over. Now, granted, you see what the Eagles secondary is now Actually, become. But I'm no, pretty Darby sure. is now with the Redskins. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. However, but even so, yeah, yeah. But Ronald Darby was a solid cornerback. Mm-hmm. Now I know that's not exactly what we're talking about but he was a very good cornerback at one point in his career yeah all right let's finish this up with kickers and punters all right i'll go all right hunter i went with um arizona hunter ryan winslow interesting you even know who that is i know the name i know nothing about him i don't like watching arizona punt so yeah (laughs) and then my kicker i went with will lutz no as an underrated kicker yeah maybe Three years ago, but not, not now. Definitely not now. No, because he was signed off of like the Ravens practice squad. Yeah. And now look where he is. But I don't think he's necessarily underrated. Yeah. He's I, as underrated as any other kicker would be. You know. I think it. I think, from a position standpoint, he's underrated. But as a kicker, I don't think he is. No. All right, Jr. My punter was Jamie Gillen. I know we talked a little bit about this before we started. The Scotsman. He's, he's huge. He's got Looks some like pretty he could do solid the stats. Toss. <laughs> he's got some pretty solid stats. But to be honest, I don't know too much about punters. If there's a position that gets more less love than a kicker, it's a punter. Yep. So nobody really knows many punters, besides maybe us. Yep. But but even us. <laughs> yeah. And then my kickers, I I gotta be 100 percent honest. I cannot pick between two. I have I have Randy Bullock of the Bengals. And Josh Lambeau of the Jags. That's true. I forgot about Josh Lambeau. Josh Lambeau missed one extra point last year, and he missed one field goal. And it's not like he kicked five field goals and two extra points. He kicked, I'm pretty sure, 30-plus field goals and only missed one, and 20-some extra points and only missed one. So I think that kind of speaks for itself. Lambo is good, but because he's on the Jags, he doesn't get a whole lot of hype. And that yeah. goes into my thing with Randy Bullock. Oh, yeah, with the Bengals. He was a top 10 kicker, and I'm pretty sure every stat that you measure a kicker, kicking accuracy, uh, kickoff length, which is a very underrated kickoff, pretty sure touchback, he was also a top half of the league kicker. Points scored, I'm pretty sure he was 10th. And we're talking about the Bengals. Yeah. If you are 10th in the league as a kicker 
for a team that won what two games? Something like maybe one. No, they, they, they won more three. than two. I think very I few games when yeah. they're not winning and you're still a top ten kicker in the league. You're at least you're pretty good. You're pretty Excuse good. Me. Yeah, and I mean, even with the he's getting up there in age, but even with the Cardinals, he was it was pretty solid. Um, yeah, like you said about punters, if anyone gets less love than kickers, it's punters. I feel like they're in with the O linemen, you know. Yeah. Um, but I had Tressway. He was like one of the best punters in the league last year. Pro Bowler. I don't know. Part of it was because I just really love his name, but. I mean, as a as a punter, he probably wouldn't get a whole lot of press. That was his first Pro Bowl appearance in like four years. I mean, to defend so. you, I do judge people based on their name if they are cool. If you're cool, you automatically get a <laughs> following from me. Yeah. Uh, and then my other guy at kicker was Mike Badgley, the um, the kicker for the, the Chargers. I know you're pretty high on him, JR. But yeah, he's a solid kicker. Yeah, and especially... He had a down, well, not necessarily a down year, but probably not as good as of a year as he should have last year because of um, how much of a letdown the Chargers were. But this year, if they rebound, he should get more opportunities to kick. Now, what, two years ago, he was a... I don't think I he would, played two really? years ago. Or he didn't play a whole lot. I remember at least good... I remember like when I watched the Chargers, I remember him being pretty good. Yeah. All right, so I guess now we will uh, our, we'll take our little break for this message from Anchor, and uh, we'll be back with our NBA championship rankings. Thank you for uh, listening to that from our sponsor, Anchor. Um, and now let's get into this NBA top 10 championship winning team. So we'll start at 10 and work our way all the way oh, up to sh- 1. I thought we were just going to say... I just say my 10. Well, right, but I'm saying you will start at your 10 and work up to your 1, and we will probably chew you out on the way up there. So, Ethan. I just want to point this out. I guarantee you there will be none of one team. Utah Jazz. (laughs) For once, Ethan doesn't have an excuse to talk about the Jazz. Well, if, we're doing best, if we're doing best, Nash, if we're doing unless best. he brings up the Bulls, unless he brings up the Bulls, but then he's gonna have to remember that the Bulls beat them twice. Yep. Shut up. In um, two years. <laughs> All right, Ethan, what do you got? All right, so my number ten, I've got the ninety-two Bulls. Yeah, I, I thought about I them. I actually have the ninety-two Bulls at number ten as well. At number nine, I have the 08 Celtics. Thought about them too. Uh, they didn't make my list, but yeah. at number uh, eight, I have the 01 Lakers. Really, they I were don't an have honorable them mention. at all. They were my number eleven. So I actually went. I went two thousand when I went with at, the Kobe Lakers. But. At number uh, seven, I've got the um, two thousand fourteen San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I think they there are better 15. Spurs teams. They were fifteen on my list, so another honorable mention. At, I, I went to fifteen. Just pointing that out. At number <laughs> six, I have the ninety-seven Bulls, who beat the Jazz. I I think there are better Bulls teams. I think that Bulls team is better than six. At number five, I've got the 91 Bulls. I don't even have the 91 Bulls on here. I think the 91 Bulls are probably the best out of that early Bulls era. I have the 92 Bulls better than them. (laughs) At number four, I have the 86 Celtics. Okay. I have another Celtics team from that era, but I don't have 86. At number three, I have the 87 Lakers. 
Again, I have another Lakers team from the era, but not that. <laughs> At number two, I've got the 16-17 Warriors. That is actually where I have the 17 Warriors. I have them at seven. At, and then number one, I've got the 95-96 Bulls. I have. Really? I have what? I have the number ten, the same number 10, the same number two, and then the same number one as you? I, I, your, your guys' number one are my four. What? Well, you know what? We'll let you go last so you have the most amount of time (laughs) to explain myself. All right. Can I just do my honorable mentions along with this? Sure. Sure. They'll be quick. Okay, so 14, I have the 1990 Pistons, the Bad Boy Pistons with Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, Joe Dumars. Yes. They had five guys who scored 12-plus points per game. Oh, I know. And I think 89 is better, though. Oh, that's fair. That's why I had 89 and not 90. (laughs) I actually had the 20... 13 Heat at number yes. 13. They were my three. Really? Bosch, Wade, LeBron. Ray Allen. And Ray Allen. Udonis I forgot Haslam. about Ray. And Udonis Haslam. <laughs> but Birdman. Birdman. I'm Anderson. just, I'm just saying. I know. That's, I was pointing that out. That team is insane. I think they deserve it. They're underrated. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. They are pretty underrated. I totally forgot about them. I at 12, I, I have this solely based on the fact that they have two insane players. I went with the 71 Bucks, Kareem and Oscar Robinson. I thought about them, but I'm like, no. It's had, literally just had, Kareem and Oscar they Robinson. They had six players that scored 10-plus points per game, which is solid. Yeah, That's why they didn't make my top 10. 11, they went with, I went with the 0-1 Lakers, Kobe and Shaq, one of the most dynamic duos there's ever been. I still think 2,000 was better. but Number 10, like I said, 92 Bulls. That's my favorite team from the first three P, or well, from their th- first three. Yes, P. yeah. Um, number nine, I went with the '99 Spurs. David Robertson or Robinson and Tim Duncan, one of the greatest front courts ever, in my opinion. I thought about they had thirteen losses. I thought about the '03 Spurs. Actually, they would have been one of my honorable mentions. I went with, at number eight, I went with Larry Bird's 86 Celtics. Solid team. Again. Maybe I, inflated a little bit because of Larry Bird. No, it definitely a solid team. I picked my Celtics team of that era in a different year. But. I mean, that's fair. Number seven, this one's probably a little bit of a shock because of how old it is. I went with the 1960 Celtics. I was close to that. Bill I was Russell and Bob Cousy. They had seven players score 10-plus points per game. I'm pretty sure four or five of them were 15-plus. Bill Russell was an absolute maniac. Mm-hmm. We all know that. And they only had 15 losses. Solid team, obviously. It's uh, 60 years ago, so not nearly the competition we see today. But for what they did, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I definitely picked a Celtics team from that era, but I think mine is probably better. But that's just me. I'll, uh, this one's a little questionable, too. Who do you have? The 1967-76ers. I have them as my 10. All right, all right. I mean, it was it was one of Will Chamberlain's greatest seasons. I'm pretty sure 25 rebounds and close to 25 points per game. Yeah, the guy's put That's stats not like one that. of his worst. That's one of his worst seasons. Really? There was one year oh, where no. he averaged okay. over 50 points a game. Okay, no, no, no. That, that's right, yeah. I was looking at championship. He's one. That's one of the best NBA championship winning seasons yeah. I've seen. Yeah, that's what I meant. But Billy Cunningham and Chet Walker, too. Yeah, they had six guys who scored 12-plus points. 
I know I'm kind of referencing points per game, but when you have guys scoring double points per game, you're... Uh-huh. At number five, the 1972 Lakers with mm. Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor Jerry was on his way West. out, though. I thought about them, but I'm like, Baylor was getting old. But he Will was... Chamberlain and Jerry Best both scored 25 points per game. Right, but Baylor, Baylor and West were like the guys. I mean, Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. And Mr. Inside retired like the next year. So... That's fair. Four, I have the 97 Bulls, 13 losses. I mean, any team with 13 losses is solid. And it's, it's you know, the famous MJ, Scotty, and Dennis Rodman trio. Yep. Three, I have the 87 Lakers. Magic's Lakers, there were seven 10-plus point-per-game players. They had 17 losses, which is a little bit striking to me. I don't think if they had less, though, they would have made it any higher. But they only lost three games in the playoffs, and two of them came in the finals. They almost swept the whole entire <laughs> first three rounds. Which, maybe I'm inflating that a little bit, but it's still, that's still pretty impressive. Yeah. At two, I have the 2017 Golden State Warriors. Now, this isn't really based on accomplishment when it comes to records and or depth in team. Like I've been saying with amount of points per game players. But the fact that they had... A nine-loss season the year prior, and then added Kevin Durant. And then Durant. lost to Cleveland. <laughs> now, yes, if the 2016 Warriors would have won the title instead of blowing a 3-1 lead, no question I would have had the 16 Warriors instead of the 17 Warriors, yeah, right. but they lost Same. the title. But to have that, and to put Kevin Durant on the team from their last championship team, Steph Curry, Prime Draymond, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, you're talking about one of the best defensive players when it comes to this modern era, or this like decade, I'd say Draymond Green, and three of the best shooters slash shot creators in the league, honestly ever, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and KD. Throw and then, in Iguodala, too. Yeah, Iguodala, solid defensive player. Andrew Bogut. <laughs> Bogut was low-key kind of nice, though. Like, he, he was, was one of my favorite players back when the Warriors won their title. And then Who's I Who's your 90s. one? Huh? Who, your one I is... have the 96 Bulls. I Wait, mean, should we, have, we have the same top three. And part of, you had the 87 Lakers at three? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But no. I mean, I just, again, I might be over-inflating it a little bit with the fact that it's the famous 10-loss season, MJ, Scotty, and Dennis Rodman. I mean, their regard, and also watching The Last Dance might also have boosted that team. I just think that's the greatest championship team of all time. I don't want to say hands down, I but have them at four. I know you Let have them at say four, that. so I yeah. want to hear what you yeah, have to say. All right, so like I said, my 10 was the 67-76ers with Chamberlain, Billy Cunningham, Chet Walker. My 9, I had the 99-2000 Lakers. You know, you got Shaq, Kobe, Derek Fisher, A.C. Green was on his way out. There was a lot of veteran presence in that team. Oh, had, definitely. They had Fisher... I'm pretty sure Robert Ory was still on the team in that yep, time. Yep, uh, Rick Fox. Yeah, Rick Fox. Yeah, and, and was, Phil Jackson was their coach. Yeah. So the triangle offense. The um, only two teams that ever worked with were the Lakers under Phil Jackson and the Bulls under Phil Jackson. <laughs> Look at where their their star player is. Yeah. Um, all right, so then I have the 89 Pistons at 8 instead of the 90 Pistons. I mean, but yeah, Dumars, Thomas, Bill Lambeer, Rodman, Mark uh, Aguirre, Adrian Dantley. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. I actually have the 17 Warriors at 7. Because, I don't know, I feel like... 
they're almost just too new, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I kind of just went off of talent-wise when oh, it comes definitely. to Oh, definitely, but yeah. For that one rather than history or historic season. Right. Um, my six, I actually have the 84 Celtics with, yeah, Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Danny Ainge, those guys. Um, five, no one mentioned the Knicks at all. And that makes me sad because, no, seriously. I, I thought about it. I thought 73 about it. Knicks have one of the most loaded rosters I when it comes to Hall of Famers. I, I, I will give you that. I looked at the 70s Knicks. I mean, Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley, Earl Monroe. That was a solid team. And they don't get a whole lot of credit for it. Well, because... They're the Knicks. They're the Knicks, yes. But um, then four, I had the 96 Bulls, the Last Dance Bulls. And yes, I get it. They were 72-10. and 10, And Michael Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, I get that. But it was just Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman. Steve Kerr. Yes. Steve Kerr was there. But Wasn't that the year that he hit that... Game clinching shot. I don't that, know. It was in the, the it was in the third or the third three the second three feet. I know that. Yeah. My my point is though, I feel like a lot of these other teams that I have on here have more complete rosters where it's That's just completely star studded. Yeah. And yes, it's Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan. I don't know. All right. Well, I need to hear your top three. My top I'm three. For this. Number three, the twenty twelve to thirteen Heat. Okay. Which, yeah, that's fair. Bosch, Wade, LeBron, Ray Allen, Haslam, Haslam, Haslam's and Eric he? still with the Heat. Yeah. Um, then two, I have the '85 Lakers: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Bob McAdoo, Earl Jones, and Pat Riley was their coach. Wait, what year did you say the Lakers? '85. Okay, that's fair because I, you know, we same era. Yeah, so same era. And then my number one is the '64-'65 Celtics. Which neither of you stats. Case? Actually, actually, I did. That was that was a team that I cut from the bottom fifteen because I couldn't decide. Of their top, like six starting players, five of them are Hall of Famers: Casey Jones, Sam Jones, John Havlicek, Tim Heinzen, and Bill Russell. And legendary Red Auerbach was their coach. That's honestly fair. I, I would give you that. That's a more complete team. Than the last dance bulls. That's fair. That's fair. Because the bulls, yeah, you've got you've got Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, but those other two positions are just rotation players. Here, the other two positions are Bill Russell and Casey Jones, point guard. Yeah. Uh yeah. I was thinking Havlicek for some reason, but Havlicek was the two, I think. Might have been, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, be him and Sam Jones were both the two. You didn't really use any teams that were out of question, just difference of order, I guess, and different era or different year of the same era. Right. We all generally had the same when it came to that. <laughs> Except I have one Bulls team, but <laughs> yeah, we had three. I had four. Yeah. All right. Then uh, let's move into some uh, some quick hot takes here and wrap up this episode. And once again, Ethan wants to go first. Yeah, I told you mine before Todd got here, so you better not steal mine. You could just go and oh, I, prevent I know it from happening. I, no, I know which one's yours. I'm going in NBA. Okay, good. Um, so I'm going to say for the upcoming like 
tournament, I'm going to say a team that is not currently in the playoffs right now is going to win the championship. <laughs> please please tell me it involves some Dame time. Uh, I, Dame you, time please, is definitely involved in that. Can you explain, though? Like, I think, what team I think one how? of the teams... It would have to be the West. Yeah, well, it has to be the West. Because it's not going to be it's <laughs> yeah, not no. going to be Washington. Hey, all i got to say is Rui Hachimura is going to carry them Wizards, but <laughs> no. that's no, going to be about I'm it. I'm going to say a team from the West I think is going to take the 8th seed. And so who do you, do you think is going to be the 8th seed? Yeah, who do you have getting in, who do you have falling out, and how do you have them Well, the, the Grizzlies would probably get outed. If anything. I'm going to say... This is going to sound biased. Pelicans. Yeah, I was going to say no, the Pelicans. No, the Pelicans are in last place in the West. No, the Spurs are behind them, aren't they? When it comes Could to be. teams that are there. I don't think the Pelicans win. I think the Grizzlies are absolutely going to tank and the Pelicans are absolutely going to win. Why would the Grizzlies take? I think they're going to lose. I think, gonna lose. I think, I think they're going to lose. But why? Because I think they're just going to have a bad slump and this is the bad Why would they have a bad slump? Though? They got a bunch of young guys who are still spry and they probably, this, probably, this, this break isn't probably... I mean... I know that the, the Pelicans are similar to that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just... Let me tell you, I am looking for a Grizzlies choke because yeah, Portland... Yeah, Portland Trailblazers. I mean, we're I on the outside Portland. looking in, but Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Nurkic is coming back, Zach Collins is coming to back. To be fair, when, when Lillard started playing the way he did about midseason, when he was scoring like multiple 45-point per games... If you would have told me that they were outside looking in when it came to the playoffs, I would not have believed you. I thought they were an NBA championship. Imagine, they, imagine if they still have Myers, your favorite player, Myers Leonard. I am so mad that Myers Leonard got traded. That hurts me yeah. so much. I, I, but he I will also the, be in the I playoffs. I see the Pelicans or the Trailblazers make it in. And if the Trailblazers make it into the eight, I can see them maybe winning. I just don't understand why you have the Pelicans making it. I don't think there's, okay, me, I don't think there's the, enough depth I'll see the, the tra- Pelicans. I'll see the Trailblazers. Especially winning a championship. We're not even talking about the fact that he said they right. would win a championship. I say the, tra- the Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Trailblazers have had some playoff magic in, exactly. the, in the past. I think. I think it's not a matter of it's not a matter of if the Trailblazers can win enough games to get in. It's can it's they win matter, more than the Grizzlies? Yeah, it's a matter of if the Grizzlies underperform or not. Because all it takes is they're not playing. They're not playing many games. They're I playing mean, like eight. They're playing like eight games. They're two and a half games ahead. Right. You'd have to lose like six of those games, and They'd have I don't. To choke hardcore. I don't see. I don't see the Grizzlies losing six games. To be honest, I mean, as much as I'd rather, I, I don't know if I'd say I'd rather. I'd almost rather have one of like, the other teams in the West be out because I like watching the Grizzlies with John Morant, John and Jaron Morant. Jackson Jr., and Brandon Clark, a solid young core. But I also like watching I... the old guys and Hassan Whiteside and. Whiteside might not even be able to play if um, Nurkic and Zach Collins start taking stuff back. I know we are at the end of our episode, but I just remembered some news. Oh. Nikola Jokic is not in the United States yet, and they don't, oh, and they wow. don't know if he's going to be able to get back in time. Well, that could be something for the Nuggets then. Where, where is, like, is he in his home country? I'm pretty sure he's back in his home country. Slovenia. Of Ser- Serbia. Right. Or Slo- one of those two. Somewhere in the Balkans. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I saw something. That would be very interesting. They he's do. also slimmed down a lot from what I've yes, heard, Yes, I've too. seen pictures of him, and he looks pretty thin. Or not pretty thin, but he looks thinner. Thinner, yeah, more athletic. But, I mean, that could be a huge blow. Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, is a top two center in the NBA. 
And to who's lose he? a top two center. Who's the other center? I'd have him in front of Rudy Gobert. Okay, that's fair. I who's your? I'd have him bead possibly being there. Yeah. But he is a locker room, or he's a social media and media problem. Liability. For me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Garrett. What's your hot take? My hot take, Ethan. Like I said, I told you this before we started. I feel like I mentioned something around this in one of my hot takes before. Cam Newton signs a one-year deal with the Patriots. Bill Belichick works his magic. MVP season for Cam Newton. He's 31, and yes, he's had his injury trouble, and yes, he does not have the most stacked wide receiving core. No, no, he doesn't. But look what Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady. Why so Tom Brady also had Troy Brown. Randy Moss. Well, Randy Moss he didn't have till 2007. That's true. But like early on, early-ish on his career, Dion Branch, Troy Brown, those guys. But the thing is, he was putting all of his money into getting, making Tom Brady a better player. Now he doesn't really have to look at Tom Brady. He's not looking at a sixth-round pick out of Michigan. He's looking at a former MVP. So now he can spread that Belichick magic to his wide receivers, his other players. I don't know. It's kind of just a theory, and I kind of like to see it happen and have Cam have a good season. My thing with Cam, though, to me, he's just old Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. Yes, not as a 31-year-old. To be fair, I think not nearly as agile, but I think Cam can play I was going to say, because Cam made his money on his wheels. I don't know that he has those anymore. He's a little bit bigger than Lamar, though, so I think he can take a little bit more hits. Rather he can, than... but he's got more injuries than Lamar. That's why it's a hot take. <laughs> That's true. All right, Todd, you have a hot take? All right, um, I'm going to go back to NBA here. And there are a couple different ways I could go here. Part of me wants to say, this might not be too out of the realm of possibility, but Sixers choke in the playoffs and drop like rocks. <laughs> I can see it happening. Yeah. I don't even know if I can say that a hot take. I'd just say it's going to happen no yeah. matter what. <laughs> My other thing is, you mentioned it. I love me some Myers Leonard. I'm going to say he channels his inner Bill Walton like he did last year and starts going off for the Heat. Did he win the championship with that? I don't know. That'd be a I legit hot take. That would be a legit hot take. Also, it's like... Yeah, it's I don't like, think Ethan got the joke. Bill Walsh? Bill Walsh? <laughs> I didn't. Bill Walsh. You. I, I Bill said Walsh. Bill Walton, not Bill Walsh. Ethan. Yes, the former coach of the 49ers. <laughs> Ethan. I said, do you have the Heat winning the championship? That I didn't get be, it till you pressed the issue, and I was like, that would be a oh. legit hot take. Oh my the God. Heat. Ah, uh, funny. All right, we should end it because. Just I'm, end it on that <laughs> note. All right, guys. You can all groan at that. <laughs> at home. Uh, until next time, I'm Todd File. I'm safe. And I'm Jeremy Israel. And we're signing off.